Welcome to episode three of the Passionate Purpose podcast, where we interview people over 50 who are pursuing new direction for their lives. It's an opportunity for men and women to tell their stories, their way, in their words. Today, I'll be speaking with Michelle Stanford, who works as a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner, helping people regain, restore, and renew their health. Many people have become acutely aware of how fragile their bodies really are, especially after receiving a negative diagnosis or experiencing a medical setback. Michelle helps identify areas where a body is out of balance. Then she offers nutritional advice and uses other natural therapies to restore that natural balance. Before turning 50, Michelle worked as a paralegal for 16 years and even taught high school English classes for a decade. However, after working in an office or classroom for so long, Michelle started experiencing her own health issues. Traditional doctors were unable to help because they truly didn't have any idea of what was wrong with her. They ran a battery of tests, all of which were inconclusive. Eventually, trips to doctor's offices centered around managing symptoms with no real attempt to zero in on the root causes of her problems. In the end, doctors wound up making her problems even worse. So she took ownership of her health and did her own research. Her goal was not only to find out what was really wrong, but to learn what she could do to fix the problem. In the process, Michelle discovered a lot of helpful information about America's food supply, toxins in the environment, and how they work to impact everyone's health. She compiled all her research into a book titled Informed Consent, Critical Truths Essential to Your Health and the Health of Future Generations. The first half of the book examines problems with foods people eat and the environment in which they live. The second half gives them hope for a better life. To tell us how she helps people use better nutrition and other natural therapies to bring their bodies back into good, healthy balance, please welcome author and functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner, Michelle Stanford, to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Michelle. I really appreciate the time. Tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and where you are right now. Oh, okay. Thank you, um, Greg. It's just such, such an honor to be here with you, and I appreciate your reaching out. Um, I actually live in Georgia. I was born and raised here. I lived in South Carolina for, I think, 18 years for a while. Um, currently, I am working as a, I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I realize that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Um, I didn't, you know, I, smart, I didn't come up with the, type, with the certification title, but uh, I wish they would shorten it a little bit. But um, anyway, that's, that's what I'm doing um, currently at the moment as well as I've written a book and um so yeah okay super are you married I'm divorced okay very good do you have any I'm kids divorced. I have two adult children I mm -hmm. have two beautiful daughters in love and I have six grandchildren oh six grandchildren my goodness yes okay from age 11 to six months wow mm. wow so what yeah yeah so what is a functional nutritional person do we use, um, well, we help people restore, regain, and renew, the, you, know, re, um, you know, regain their health, restore their health, renew their health. Um, conventional medicine uh, looks at, they just treat symptoms, and often symptoms are just, you know, they diagnose symptoms is what they do. You know, they give a, a diagnosis to a symptom, and really it's just um, telling us that the body is out of balance. And so we use functional lab testing 
to identify areas of the body, you know, where the body is out of balance. And then we use um, nutritional and other types of um, natural therapies and modalities um, to bring the body back into balance um, and to regain health. Mm -hmm. How long have you Mm -hmm. been doing this? I've been a new, um, an FDN, an FDNP for well over two years. But prior to that, I was um, a certified, working as a certified health coach. Um, but with the FDNP, I work under a medical director now. And so I can order labs, you know, blood work, blood mm-hmm. chemistry, um, other kinds of um, organic acid testing, stool testing, hormone testing, and all of these other different, you know, I can test for um, mold and line and, um, you know, a lot of these other things. Um, and so it's, it's, it's been a great step up from, you know, just, just health coaching. Um, cause that really, it helps to zero in and where, you know, the problems are. And so, um, I've been doing that for about two years. Part of that, I was um, certified health coach. I think I started that in, I guess it's probably been five years now, um, five or six years. And prior to that, um, I was, just to give you some more background, um, in my early days, I was a paralegal for 16 years, um, and I taught high school English for <laughs> um, 10 years, um, and I loved it. I love teaching. Um, I have a master's in education. I have a bachelor's in English, um, and um, I loved that, and, but I was having my own health issues and had been for many, many years. And doctors just were not able to help me. And I appreciated the fact I did have one doctor who uh, he was very honest. He said, I really have no idea what's wrong with you. I don't know. You know, instead of just, and he said, we can do this and we can do that. He said, but I don't really think that's that's your issue. Um, He said, you know, we could do these things and to rule out, you know, other things. And and so he was very honest with me. And um, I think he was kind of a rare breed um, at that time. But um so it just it came to the point where I was trying to manage my symptoms, right, for, for many, many years, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I finally, it's like, okay, I've had enough. And I had an encounter with another doctor who um, gave me wrong medications and caused my issues to be much worse. And um, he fired me. I fired him. It was, it was <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, I tell the story in my book. Um, um, and um, he fired me and it was really the best thing that, you know, could have ever happened because at that point I had to just kind of figure it out on my own um, what was going on with me. And, I, and that's when I began my deep dive into researching. Um, and I've always been a learner. I love learning. I love um, doing research. And so that's, it's a strength. It's a weakness. I get bogged down in it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I began doing a lot of research um, and trying to figure out, okay, what's wrong with me? How can I fix myself? Um, and then I began to learn a lot of things about our food supply, um, toxins in our environment, how they're affecting our health, um, and many, many other things. And so um, that led me to writing a book called Informed Consent, Critical Truths Essential to Your Health, to the Health of Future Generations. And the first half of the book is um, the problems, you know, with, with our food, the problems, you know, not just, you know, GMOs and confined animal feeding operations and toxins in our environment and problems and issues I see in the medical um, industry. And then the second half of the book is hope, 
right? Um, and um, I throw in a little bit of my English teaching. There's a little bit of Shakespeare reference in there. And, <laughs> um, there's some Emily Dickinson in there. And, you know, there's just these different references. But um, the second half of the book is all about hope um, and ways and <clears throat> nutrition and other, you know, therapies that we can use to um, to bring our bodies back into balance and you know, to restore our health and regain our health. Um, and then the last chapter is really kind of a call to action for people, you know, we've got to, we've got to make changes in what we're doing. Um, and that, so that, you know, that, um, this, that's when it was during that same time also that I decided to become, um, a health coach. I was, um, retiring from teaching. It was just not working. It just wasn't what I, um, wanted to do any longer. Um, and I had developed this passion at this point for help as I, you know, began to learn all these things and, and kind of wake up to some truths. Um, and so I really had a, just a huge passion for that. And so that's kind of how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like a very interesting story. So for the early part of your life, you were ill, but nobody really knew what to do with it or what, how to diagnose it. They just kept treating the symptoms and things like that. And then once you started researching uh, the problem on your own and started approaching it from a more holistic and healthy experience rather than just throwing medicine at it uh it changed your life and you've developed a passion to change other lives exactly exactly yes super mm-hmm. super yeah and yeah and so what kind of training did this require for you um the health coaching um training you know just going back to school and getting that certification um and then the same with the fdn um it was going back to school, um, like I said, being trained under, you know, medical directors and how to analyze, you know, we don't diagnose anything. We don't, um, you know, say you have this or you have that, but we're trained to look at labs and look at values on the labs and what they represent. And we can correlate um, those things with the symptoms, you know, I'm having this symptom, um, I'm not sleeping well, my, my, my digestion is off, or, you know, I'm having a, what other, other symptoms, and we can kind of correlate, um, especially if we have more than one lab, um, could correlate all of that to, to their symptoms and the things that they're experiencing, and then we know which, how to, um, um, and it's not even treatment because we don't really treat people. Um, but these are the things you need to change. Here's what you can add in. Here's, um, you know, detoxification. And really um, what I've learned um, is that there are really only two causes of disease. Um, toxins, you know, we're, we're very toxic um, and we're nutritionally deficient. Our food supply is very nutritionally def- deficient. Our soils are depleted, you know, conventional um, um, farms, they spray lots of pesticides and herbicides and they don't rotate. They don't do anything to amend the soil. And so the soils are very depleted. And if the soils are depleted, then the plants grown in those soils are also depleted. And when we eat those plants, you know, we're, we're not getting what we need. And so nutritional deficiencies and toxicity are the two primary causes of disease. And so when we address those things, and we detoxify on a cellular level. And I'm not talking about a juice cleanse. Okay, that's great. If you want to mm-hmm. clean out your gut for a little bit, you know, <laughs> but that's not going to get into the cells of mm-hmm. your body. And really, um, you know, we have a lot of problems with my, mitochondrial dysfunction um, that we need to address. And, you know, so, so working with people to detoxify on a cellular level 
um, and work with a lot of people who have co-infections that they don't realize that they have um, and, and, and getting rid of those. And that's, that's the beauty of it, mm-hmm. really. So it's, it's not so difficult, you know, when you, when you realize everyone's toxic, they probably have co-infections, which we test for, um, and, and upping their nutritional um, status, teaching people how to eat healthy, source healthy foods. Um, and all of those things. It takes time. You know, it's not something that happens. It's not a quick fix. I will, you know, it's not. Um, and a lot of people want that quick fix. You know, I had a client recently, well, can I just take a pill? <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, you cannot. Um, so you're going to have to do the work. So it is, a, it is a little bit of work, but it's rewarding um, too. And, and, and you want, it's, it's something you won't regret mm-hmm. doing that work because you'll never want to go back do you once think- you do. Do you think that's a problem in our society is the just take a pill? You know, I heard yeah. a, I heard a story, kind of a fun story a few years ago about how we came out of, you know, taking roots and things like that and using these natural plants. And then we developed into uh, all of these medicines that we had to take to cure our ills. And now we're moving back toward the roots and the natural plants. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, God gave us these things for a reason. Um, um, he, he knew, you know, I mean, he, he made provision for us from the beginning of, 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 the, of the world, you know, um, from the foundation of the world. He, he made provision for us um, because he knew, you know, and, and it's there. It's been there all along. And like I said, nutritional deficiencies, it's real important. You know, you know I have a lot of people ask me what's, you know, when I do other podcast interviews, you know, what's the one thing, what's the one, you know, um, tip you would give someone? And, and it's always increase your nutrition, um, source nutritionally dense foods. If you don't know what that looks like, I can answer that question for you. Sure. Um, but sourcing nutritionally dense food is, it's just one of the, the most important things you can do. It's avoiding, you know, other, um, our food supply is very industrialized. Um, the processed foods are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no nutritional value in it. Um, obesity has increased diabetes has increased i mean there's just the numbers are staggering really um and and you know most people are suffering with um you know metabolic issues of some of in one form or another whether it's heart issues or weight and diabetes and insulin resistance and um, hormonal imbalances and all of those things and mm-hmm. um um and it, it really harkens back to get the toxins out of your life. We, we consume a lot of toxins in our food and it's in the air. It's in products that we use, whether it's cookware, what we put on our skin, what we clean our homes with, what we spray in the air, um, what we wash our clothes with, you know, our skin. We also absorb, you know, things through our skin. Right. And so we are just, we can't control every single toxin out there, but there are many that we can control. Mm-hmm. And so you can't detoxify until you begin to um, eliminate some of the toxins in your life. And it's a, it's a process. Um, you know, you take one thing, do one thing at a time and then increase your nutrition, detoxify yourselves. And um, it's the, the God has created our bodies with this just amazing ability um, to self heal. And um, it's always, wanting to lean toward health it's always trying to maintain that homeostasis that balance um and so it's trying it wants to so we just have to help it along sometimes so when you talk about processed foods are you talking about things like hamburger helper 
Absolutely. Okay. And the Velveeta cheese kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Real Super. food. Real you know, food. We should be eating. Real food is the ingredient. And I mean, mm-hmm. when, I, when I say real food, I mean whole foods, mm-hmm. vegetables, you know, uh, raw cheese, raw milk. Do I do I have to give Raw up? My, do I have to give up my In and Out double double cheeseburgers? <laughs> um, I would say yes, but you know, I <laughs> I don't. You know, I mean, here, if you're healthy, um, you know, um, then sure you can. I you know, we should be able to enjoy life. And if you go and you have that In and Out burger on occasion, and that that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you're very sick and you're trying to heal yourself, mm-hmm. then it's you have to avoid those things until you heal. And you can't go back to the old way of eating all of the time. Right. But I'm not going to tell you you can't go out with your family and have a hamburger occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's definitely a balance in life. Um, but getting making sure that your primary, you know, the majority of your your meals are nutrient dense and healthy. Well, you know, if you knew what was in that burger, and, and see, I know, <laughs> I know what's in all of the food, and so because I've done all the research, um, written the book about it, so I I know I have a very deep knowledge and understanding of of what's in that burger mm-hmm. and what is in that that bun and what where it came from and how it was created and um so for me it's a no forever and it's not just what's created in the burger but i mean what's been put into the cows right that are creating the burger exactly Mm -hmm. right okay right yes yes i mean they're not raised in their natural environment they're stressed so all those stress hormones are in the in the meat and the muscle and um the antibiotics and they give them hormones and they um you know, they're stressed out and it, it, they're not healthy animals. Mm-hmm. They're not healthy animals. Um, there's a um, concept called husbandry and it's an, there it's, I, I'm happy to see that many farmers, local, you know, small farms are g- getting back to that. Um, that it's, you know, it's as its name implies, right. It's husbandry taking care of providing um, a healthy environment healthy food keeping them you know de-stress you know they're not stressed they're they're out in the you know eating the grass that 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 is their normal diet and they're um happy healthy cows or pigs or um if you believe it or not pigs are not designed to be in a pen that's Mm -hmm. not their normal habitat their normal habitat is to root in the ground and and act in the in the wild they don't lay around in their excrement okay right. like you see you know you know when my grandparents had pigs and they it was a nasty place mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the wild in their natural environment they actually find the higher ground so that all of that rolls away and they're not lying in it <laughs> um um and so husbandry taking care of animals and so you know meats from animals that are happy and healthy um is healthy and so these these animals that you're in an out burger. I'm, I'm sorry to, to tell you this, but you know, they're, they're literally giving medications to keep them alive until they can get to slaughter. Right. Um, right. they're, they're, they're sick animals. Um, they're not healthy and you know, we can't expect to maintain our health if we're eating a lot of that all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the bread com- is, you know, right. Just like a, a nursing mother gives the, whatever she eats, the baby gets right. And so exactly. it's whatever we're eating, what they're eating we're eating as well. 
Exactly. Or if they're injecting exactly. injecting drugs into them to make them beefier mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing with fruits and vegetables, right? To to exactly. modify them so that the apples are always just this gorgeous red and there aren't any blemishes or anything like that in there. Uh, mm-hmm. That can't mm-hmm. be good for mm-hmm. us either, right? Right, right. And he, and this is an interesting little tidbit. Um, and I actually told my local farmer this, and he, he does regenerative. Um, I'm going to buy all my fruits, meats and vegetables from my local farmer. So I know how he treats his animals. I know how he raises them. I know what he feeds them. I know how he grows his vegetables because I've been in his on his farm. Um, and um, I was telling him one day, he didn't know this. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't know this. Um, and I read it somewhere, and I don't remember where I read it, but if like a vegetable, say a collard or a turnip or kale or something like that, anything, if it has, because he was, he's like, I'm sorry, it's got some, you know, a few holes in it, you know, where there's something had eaten it, you know, on it. I had a few holes in the leaves, and I'm like, that's totally fine, um, because he doesn't use any kind of chemicals at all, right? And so um, I said, it actually increases um, the antioxidant content in that vegetable because the vegetable is having to produce um you know antioxidants and and other you know minerals and things to fight off that pest and so that that leaf is actually more healthy than one that doesn't have holes in it and he's like wow i didn't know that um and so um so yeah so does that mean that we have to change the way we look at food i mean and just be willing to accept that apples might you know, have a spot in it or a little hole in it every now and again? Yes. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, and actually apples, apples, strawberries, any kind of, um, like berry, strawberries, mm-hmm. blueberries, raspberries, all of those berries and apples have a very thin, um, well, strawberries and blueberries, they don't have a skin. I mean, they have a little bit of a skin, but apples, it's very thin. And so they are, there's a, organization called environmental working group and it's ewg.org mm-hmm. and every year in the spring they put out their dirty dozen list and they put out the clean 15 list and the dirty dozen list is the list of um, fruits and vegetables that they te- they test them every year to have the most pesticide and herbicide residue and apples and strawberries and spinach and blueberries and peaches they're always on the dirty dozen list, always. Mm-hmm. So I always advise my clients, if you cannot afford to buy organic, if you can't find a local farmer and it's really not any more expensive, um, then at least buy those things that are on the dirty dozen list organic in your store mm-hmm. um, because they have tons of, of um, pesticides and chemicals in them because you can't wash it off because their skin is so thin, it just absorbs into the flesh of the fruit. Okay. You, you can't wash it off. Um, and so that's, that's why. Um, is, so the, it's, it's, is the Dirty Dudson list included in Informed Consent, the book? It, it changes every year. There's a link okay. in the book. Um, okay. It gives you the web address. It's very easy, ewg.org. Um, and they put it out in the spring of every year. And it changes from year to year. It's, I mean, there sometimes strawberries may be at the top of the list. Sometimes blueberries are at the top of the list. Um, but it's always pretty much the same mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables every year that are there on that list. I saw um, a photo on Facebook earlier, the, well, actually later this summer, 
uh, that showed a side-by-side comparison between a beach in the 1950s, early 60s, and a beach today, and the way the people appeared. And it was stunning, the difference. Yes. And how Mm -hmm. you've seen the same thing where people were much thinner and they looked healthier. And nowadays they just look bloated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our food supply is adulterated. And and that's the whole reason I wrote my book um, was to inform people. I mean, it just says the same implies. And now, you know, now, you know, you know, the truth about our food and how it's adulterated and what, what it's causing, what it's doing to our bodies, you, now you can make better choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is a choice. And it, 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 for some people, it's hard to, they don't want to cook. You know, they've been um, brought up to, um, they, they don't know how. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm amazed sometimes at the number of clients that really have no idea how to do just basic cooking. Um, <clears throat> it's not something that's being passed down. Right. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Taking it out um, of schools. And, and just, Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have home ec. Um, no, I know they've taken it out of schools. No home ec, no sewing classes, no shop classes, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. Um, and it's and it should be taught at home anyway. But you know, home ec was a great. I think I took home ec in school. Um, that's how I learned how to sew. But um, I was never very good at it. But anyway, I learned how to do it. I had to. You know, right. I could. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So for those um, of us who are over 50, is there something that we have to do that we should, re- I mean, because we've got a lifetime of bad eating uh, skills that we have developed uh, over our lifetime, but it's catching up to us. Once we turn 50, you know, our metop- metabolism slows down and it's just harder for us to process that. Is there something that people over the age of 50 should really be focusing on at this point in their lives? Um, definitely good nutrition. Um, and, you know, making sure you're getting plenty of healthy fats, you know, fats have been so demonized, um, but healthy fats and even animal fats that, um, come from healthy, happy animals. So the, the fat is clean, right. Um, um, and, you know, getting adequate, clean, good protein, you know, not overeating. We, we eat too much protein in this country. I'm not uh, plant-based. I think we need animal protein, our liver. We need protein in order to, it needs it to, in order to detoxify. Um, so I'm cleaning up, like, again, that nutrition, getting nutrient-dense foods, um, avoiding processed foods, avoiding um, gluten, um, there's a whole section in my book on properly preparing, um, grains. We don't do that now. They're not properly prepared grains like wheat and, um, legumes and seeds and nuts. They have a layer of phytic acid around it and it's beautiful the way God's designed it. And that layer of phytic acid protects that grain or that seed because it's going to need to go in the ground and germinate at some point, right? And so that layer protects it, but we don't have the enzyme necessary to break it down. And so if you're eating um, grains that, you know, have not been properly prepared, you're not absorbing any nutrition from it anyway, because we can't access it. It's not, it's not, we can't assimilate the nutrition because we can't break down, they're called anti-nutrients. And they often um, also bind with other nutrients. And so we're not absorbing um, what we need. Um, and so that's, a, that's you know, um, learning to do that and taking the time 
to do that is most people are not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, properly preparing grain, say wheat, um, it's either you have to sprout your own wheat, right? Germinate it um, and then grind it or fermentation or soaking in a way like kefir or yogurt um, or, you know, something like that breaks down that layer and then you can cook your your bread, whatever it is. Um, and so, so we're not, we're eating a lot of this kind of bread, we're eating a lot of sugar um, and it's, it's poison really, mm-hmm. you know, white sugar is poison. Um, and we eat a lot of that and I see it in um, just, we've got to change what we're eating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, we've got to, I can see know, where along that, with detoxifying. I can see where that would be a problem to, go through all of those steps just to make bread when you're trying to work a job and get the kids off to all the activities and things like that. Mm-hmm, but people mm-hmm, over 50 mm-hmm. should certainly have more time available on their hands right. to be able to do this and to learn that. Uh, do you, do you think it's, that they can really like stay out of the hospital and not require so many medications if they were just to change the food that they eat? I absolutely believe that. You know, there may be some detoxification that needs to happen too. Um, you know, but definitely cutting out sugars, cutting out processed breads, um, you know, even white flour. Okay, well, I'm making my own bread at home. Well, you're using GMO flour um, <clears throat> that's been processed, um, seed oils, canola oil, vegetable mm-hmm. oil, Crisco oil, all those oils, mm-hmm. throw them out. Do not use them. If you do nothing else for your health, get rid of those oils. Okay. They're horrible. They are horrible. And, and that generation, our generation and the older generation too, you know, they're using that. And I tell the story of how we came about those oils um, in the book. And it's actually industrial waste that they, just the short version of the story, it's industrial waste that they um, clean up through chemicals and bleach um, and make it into a, quote, vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. No, I I had had um, to dis- go ahead. Go ahead. I had a discussion with a relative not too long ago who claimed that there really wasn't much difference between healthy eating and fast eating, and he said we were discussing about you know how that you could choose healthier alternatives, and so I went to a store and I tried to look for that and. I did not find that to be the case. For example, if you were in a hurry and you wanted to have a healthy snack or something like that, you could get the fruit cup of, you know, just a cup of fruit for $4 or you could get a donut for 50 cents. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, just it, buy the piece of fruit, just buy the fruit instead of the fruit cup. Just, <laughs> there you go, right? You know, uh-huh. go buy the peach instead of, you know, or the apple instead of the, um, fruit cup, you know, um, <clears throat> again, that's a mindset changing. Okay. It's not a fruit cup. I want, I'm going to go get the real apple. I'm going to get the real peach or the plum mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and cut that up and eat it. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's a mindset. It's a, and here's another thing. It's a priority, you know, um, for me, I had to make changes in order to get well. And so for me, it's a priority. Um, buying healthy food mm-hmm. and if I do if I have to not have something else <clears throat> or go somewhere else or buy something else and I don't 
because that's my top priority. I drive two hours round trip to get raw milk from my dairy farmer. Okay. Raw um, milk. Because it's a, it's a priority for me. Mm-hmm. I don't buy milk from the store. I know what it is. I know where it came from, and it's horrible. And I'm not going to put it in my body. So, but that's me. You know, I've made choosing healthy, nutrient-dense foods a priority. So I get in my car and I drive 25 minutes to my farm, you know, my farmer every week to buy groceries, essentially. You know, I buy my meats and I buy my vegetables. Um, I buy some things at the grocery store. You know, I have to get some things at the grocery store, but I do not buy processed foods. You know, my real whole food is my ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'm making condiments or just a meal, um, it, it's a it's whatever you choose to be your priority. Sure. Um, you don't have to, I'm I'm all in 110 <laughs> percent with that, but that's me. I love to cook. I love creating things from scratch. I love I love doing all of that. So for me, it's it's easy to do because I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone does, but it doesn't have to be hard. Um, you know, there are brands of sprouted bread um, that you can buy if you don't want to make your own bread. There are brands. Um, and it's, and, you know, sauteing some vegetables and a healthy fat um, and, and cooking, you know, some healthy meat, you know, grilling it or <clears throat> in the oven or on the stove. It doesn't have to be hard. Okay. And the, the, we also have to take into account that, you know, you save money now by eating uh, faster foods but you're going to pay more money later because you're going to have increased medicine costs and healthcare costs and doctor visits and hospitalizations and recovering from illness and all that kind of stuff. And there's a cost to that too. So what kind of rewards have you received from pursuing this passion? Not just personally, but uh, with other people. Um, Just seeing other people become passionate too. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing other people, um, when they think they can't change their body, when they think they're destined to be sick all of the time, they're never going to get well. And then they go through some protocols that I've created for them and they see the improvement and they see the change and they're like, wow, you know, and that it gives them confidence to continue, right. Um, to make, to make those changes. And so, um, that's, that's, it makes it all worth it. You know, it's kind of like as a teacher, you know, if one student gets it, you know, yes, right. if one student has that, that bright, you know, light bulb moment, mm-hmm. you know, it was all worth it. And it's kind of the same, you know, with my clients when, right. when those, when they finally get it, you know, and they're seeing changes, um, when they see those lat, when they're, they're very high cholesterol levels are down, you know, and all they've done is maybe, maybe take some supplements, make some dietary changes, you know, do some detoxification things and they see their numbers coming down and they're feeling better and their clothes are fitting better. Um, they're sleeping better. It's, it's all worth it. That's yeah. great. And not only do people like over 50 get a healthier body by doing this, but they keep a sharper mind, I would imagine. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Super. Um, actually it's been said that Alzheimer's is like diabetes three, that it's really, um, there's some toxicity, you know, they're, they're learning and, um, over, you know, overeating sugar mm-hmm. too, is also a cause of, you know, Alzheimer's disease and, and I know, and, and getting adequate sleep. Um, it's been said and studied that, um, and I'm guilty, you know, of this, yes. of not getting proper sleep 
and and going functioning on you know four or five hours sleep for days and days and days and you could do that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. when you're 30 uh, it's a little harder to do when you're in your 50s but um but getting you know adequate sleep a restful sleep is like money in the bank because when you're older it's it, it contributes to longer life mm-hmm. the studies have found that people who get good sleep in their younger years live longer okay. too. so it's not just food it's it's really in movement you know just moving um i like to tell the story of my dad um he my dad never went to a gym he never worked out but he was strong as an ox and it was because he did physical labor. You know, he worked outside all of the time. He was in the yard. He was building things and doing this and cutting down trees and, you know, all these crazy things. I mean, he was always doing something. Um, and he was this incredibly strong man. He didn't have any fat on him whatsoever. You know, um, even as he aged, um, he never, he wasn't, he didn't gain weight. He just, because he was just physically active all of the time, mm-hmm. um, it was and so just, you don't have to go do crazy workouts, you know, just, just be active. Right. Be active. Right. One more question for you. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to people over the age of 50 to help them either identify or pursue their passions? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I think just when we get in our forties and then in our fifties, at least for me, I kind of, I felt like I've kind of come into my own. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Um, And I was no longer satisfied with working for someone else. And I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I knew that I wanted to help people. And you just take the risk and you just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and just don't worry about what other people think, you know, anymore. I mean, I don't know, at 50 something, I don't worry about what other people think of me anymore. Um, (laughs) You know, I just do. You know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. Um, so I just if you if you have something that you've wanted to do your whole life, don't keep putting it off. Um, just go do it. Go if, do it. If people wanted more information about the things that you've talked about, do you have a website they could visit? Yes, my um, website is Michelle with one L, Stanford dot com. Very good. Well, thank you so much for the time today, Michelle. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Greg. It's been educational. I, I mean, I think we all need a little bit of a kick in the rump every now and again to improve our eating and our diet and our sleep and things like that, especially as we get older. It becomes so much more important. So I thank you for it sharing It really that. does. You're welcome. Thank you. Interviewing Michelle Stanford was an eye-opening experience for me. Ironically, this interview took place last fall, days before I experienced my second bout of COVID. Battling through those symptoms, I had renewed appreciation for the benefits of a balanced and healthy life. I've struggled with weight since I was a young boy wearing husky-sized clothing. I never really grew up understanding the importance of eating certain foods and avoiding a lot of the garbage marketed today as food. In 2017, I got tired of carrying all that weight and lost 70 pounds. That was a blessing in disguise because I had a mini stroke the following summer. I'm convinced it would have been far more problematic if I had not lost all that weight. But, silly me, by the time I spoke with Michelle, I'd put nearly 40 of those pounds back on. Michelle caused me to reevaluate my dietary choices, which involved a lot of processed foods and eating out. 
she reminded me that food was a provision, not a convenience. I've been slowly taking weight off again, but not with diet gimmicks. Rather, I'm making sound decisions to eat nutrient-dense meals and exercise better portion control. Like Michelle predicted, I feel significantly better mentally and physically. Michelle said more people than ever are embracing organic fruits, meats, and vegetables and seeking to buy them from local farmers rather than corporate grocery stores. After we turn 50, our metabolism starts slowing down, which is why it's even harder for me to lose weight today than it was five years ago. Still, Michelle explained there are some things people can do now to help reset their bodies for a healthier lifestyle, such as making sure you get plenty of healthy fats, getting adequate clean and good protein, eating nutrient-dense foods, avoiding gluten and processed foods, engage your body in some type of movement, and enjoy restful sleep. Today, Michelle is a passionate advocate for helping people choose healthier lifestyles, and she loves seeing the lives improve. She explained, some people thought they were destined to be sick all the time and they'd never get well. But after going through some protocols I created for them, they see improvement and remain committed to making changes. To connect with Michelle, visit www.michellestanford.com. That's Michelle with one L. People visiting her website can download a complimentary PDF titled Quick Guide to Balancing Your Hormones. Michelle's book, Informed Consent, Critical Truths Essential to Your Health and the Health of Future Generations, is available at Amazon and other bookstores. If you'd like help in identifying a purpose for your life or help planning your next steps, I'm offering a complimentary brainstorming session to members of the Forward from 50 Facebook community. For details, connect with me on Facebook or visit www.forwardfrom50.com. That's all for this week's show. Next week, I'll have a fun interview with a super enthusiastic man in his 70s who started a new career in his 50s, then retired and now enjoys a new life as a country performer at retirement communities in Florida. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Passionate Purpose Podcast.